This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Umphreys McGee. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreys, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jahimiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. Last week, I took a week off to fully enjoy the awesome two nights of Wrapped in the Round and the two nights at the drive-in. I also wanted to take some time to get myself and my kiddos ready for homeschooling. We had our first day on the 14th and so far so good. I'm honestly really excited to see how our homeschooling adventure unfolds. I've got lots of really cool things planned for us to learn this year, so I'm really excited. Sending all you parents listening lots of good vibes as we navigate this coming school year, however it is that your kids are doing the school thing. I've also been working on a full recap of everything that went down during both nights of Wrapped in the Round and the two nights at the drive-in shows. Lots and lots of phenomenal music to talk about for sure. I'll also be bringing you some very exciting firsthand experiences from some folks that were at the drive-in shows. Can't wait for you folks to see who I asked about how the weekend went, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Real quick, everyone, just wanted to remind you on behalf of headcount.org to make sure that you are registered to vote. If you don't know, headcount.org is a nonpartisan organization that uses the power of music to register voters and promote participation in democracy. Their voter registration drives at more than a thousand live events each year, and their collaborations with cultural leaders have helped to promote civic engagement on a national scale. Since 2004, they've signed over 600,000 voters through their work with touring musicians. If you're registered to vote already, make sure your information is correct and you know the right polling place to head to on November 3rd. If you're voting by mail, make sure to get your ballots mailed early so that they get to where they need to be on time. Encourage your family, friends, whoever else in your life to make sure that they are registered to vote and head to the polls on November 3rd. Whatever your viewpoints of all the things going on in our country right now, I think that we can all agree that the way things are going are not working and we need some serious change for all of us. So please make sure you get your ass registered and vote on Tuesday, November 3rd. You can register to vote, check your status, and more by heading to headcount.org or by following the link in the show notes. This week, I am very excited to bring you my conversation with my really good friend, fellow badass female umfreak, and the creator of the Mulche Obliged music blog, Leah Wolford. Very excited to have Leah on the show. We talk about our first umfree shows, 
favorite venues, the amazing Umphreys community, what it's like to be a female Umphreak, and Leah also talks about the reason why she created her blog and named it Malche Obliged. We also share some very awesome news about a new cool creative project that we are very excited to bring to you listeners and all Umphreys fans. Can't wait to share the news with everyone. So, so excited. (laughs) Thank you so much to Leah for taking the time to finally be on the show. It was so much fun using the podcast as an excuse to talk about Umphreys with you. And I'm super excited to be creating some awesome shit with you. Do you have a small business that makes shirts, pins, jewelry, sweet prints, or sells other interesting products that you think peeps would like to purchase? Is your band looking to get some attention from fellow music-loving umphreaks? Maybe you provide an awesome service that can make folks' lives better or easier and want some like-minded clientele? Or perhaps you're looking to hire some cool people to work with. Let Dropped Among This Crowd help you get the word out. With interviews on the show and sponsorship packages that include ad time on the podcast, ticket giveaways, social media plugs, product reviews, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd can help you reach tons of fellow umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks looking to purchase from you, work with you, and support their fellow ump family. Email droppedamongthiscrowdpod at gmail.com if you're interested in chatting more. Before we get into it this week, I wanted to pass along some recent news from the band. The return of Umble at the Capitol Theater has been rescheduled to October 8th and 9th, 2021. All previously purchased tickets will be honored at the new date. If you have any questions, reach out to boxoffice at thecapitoltheater.com, and I will link that email address in the show notes if you need it. Before we dive in, I want to share with you an amazing offer exclusively for my listeners from Audible.com. Audible.com allows you to choose from thousands of audiobook titles to download that you can listen to offline anytime, anywhere. The app is free to download and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets. And something I thought was awesome, you can listen across devices without losing your spot. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and personal development. Every month, members receive one credit to pick any title from a number of genres and subjects, two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post as well as guided meditation programs. Also, if you can't decide what you want to listen to, don't worry. You can keep your monthly credits for up to a year and use them to binge on a whole series later if you'd like. I personally love reading personal development books and biographies about musicians, which I'm sure is not a surprise to hear. I've listened to some really great ones using Audible. A few that I loved were The 5-Second Rule by Mel Robbins, 
Girl Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis, You Are a Badass by Jen Sinchiro, and some incredible biographies like The Dirt, The Motley Crue Story, Gold Dust Woman about Stevie Nicks, and Life by Keith Richards, which was absolutely phenomenal, and I seriously recommend that book to every music fan that I know. No matter what your favorite genre, Audible has something you'll enjoy. Head to audibletrial.com slash crowd and you'll receive a 30-day free trial of Audible and a free audiobook of your choice. A perfect way to snag that book you've been meaning to check out. That's audibletrial.com slash D-R-O-P-P-E-D-A-M-O-N-G-T-H-I-S-C-R-O-W-D for your free 30-day trial of Audible and free audiobook. So here is my conversation with my really good friend, fellow badass female umfreak, and creator of the Mulche Obliged music blog, Leah Walford. Enjoy. So let's get started with talking about how old you are and where you live and kind of what your day job is. <laughs> well, I'm 24, about to be 25 in November. So that's kind of crazy. I'm like entering a pivotal moment of my life. <laughs> um, I live in the Northern Virginia area. Era. I actually live in West Virginia, technically, but I live like right over the border. Um, and I still work in Virginia and like do everything in Virginia. So I always say that I'm from Virginia. I grew up in Virginia. Um, so yeah. Nice. <laughs> <piece about me. laughs> so let's talk about Umphreys, of course. Tell me about your your first encounter, the first time you heard them or was introduced to their music? So um, my sister, who is one of my best friends, she taught me pretty much everything that I know about like jam bands and the music industry. She started me out pretty young, going to like pigeons, playing ping pong shows and like big something shows. And um, she was getting married. She um, in 2014 and we're both in the service industry. So we were trying to figure out what to do for her bachelorette party because it was like midsummer into the fall. And like, we're very busy in the catering business with doing weddings every weekend. So like those mid week shows are definitely where it's at. Like if you work for the service industry. So um, I remember she called me up one day and she was like, I think we figured out what we want to do for my bachelorette party. Um, this band called Umphreys McGee is playing down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, would that be something you're interested in? And I was like, I was 18. So I was like, yeah, totally. Like I'm just down for a good time for sure. <laughs> so we, and um, I think like six other girls went down to Charlotte and like we messed around for the first night. And then the second night we went to the show. And um, it's so funny to like, look back at it now because you know we showed up late and like I was I mean I was underage but I definitely was like drunk and like wasn't paying attention to the music that much and um but I do remember they played Black Water uh, <laughs> and I remember I was like oh my god like I knew that song <laughs> um so the show was in Charlotte North Carolina on July 31st in 2014 and um so, but I do remember they ended the show with The Floor, and I remember I had that riff stuck in my head, and, like, I didn't know what it was from, but, like, 
it was like stuck in my head. And then years later I was living, um, with friends, uh, like-minded, um, freaks. And, um, he, my one roommate Wallace, he was playing that song and I was like, what is that song? Like, I know that song. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I have my sister to thank for taking me to that show. Here we are six years later. And I'm like, I always blame her for making me into an Umphreys monster. <laughs> but it's funny because, I mean, now when I go to shows, I, you know, wait out in line to get a good rail spot. And, like, I'm there for the music. Like, I don't really drink or do anything. And um, it's just totally different, you know, how I was then versus how I am now. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I w it was 2014, so that was not that long ago. So I haven't really witnessed... Um, a huge chunk of Umphreys yet. Um, but I think your first show was in 2008, you said? Well, my first show was 2007 and it was, it was kind of like the same situation with you. Um, there was a concert series in Buffalo and it was called Thursday in the Square and they would have like all these bands come in and it was free and you paid for beers and beers were like two dollars <laughs> so you know and people from all over the city would come like it was right downtown so all the office buildings and stuff were all right around and so there would be a ton of people there that were just there because it was thursday afternoon and there was music and the beer was two dollars and you could walk there from your office so they'd have all sorts of people come and play and I had seen John Butler there and Mo and just all these other bands. And my friend's 21st birthday was the night before the Umphrey show. And so we had a huge party and I wanted to go to Thursday in the square the next day, just because it was Thursday in the square. And my two friends were way too hungover to go. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I still want to go. So I went with another friend, had no idea at all you know never even heard like anything and didn't really like leave there feeling anything either except for wasted $2 <laughs> <laughs> and then I had seen them uh almost a year later so it was like May 31st 2007 and then I hadn't seen them until summer camp in in 2008 and so that's when they only played two uh, two times they would play a night set and then a day set and they weren't on the bigger stage yet they're still like on the smaller stage that Mo plays on and still seeing them two times was like oh yeah you know that was really good but it wasn't like anything that was like oh my god yeah but between like May and October of 2008 is when it, it happened yeah because by the time I saw them in the fall of 2008 that was the first show where I was super psyched to like get there and be up front and pay attention to the set list and oh my god they're playing this song that I know and <laughs> so it was like that summer of 2008 was was really yeah. what like that was a good time for Upraise too <laughs> for sure it really was and it was like the perfect moment in my life personally like that was what I needed our stories are definitely very similar because, so I saw them in the summer of uh, 2014 and then I didn't see them again until the next summer or fall, um, September, the my first lock-in uh, music festival. 
And I remember we were watching uh, Tedeschi Trucks Band and we were leaving <clears throat> and we were going, we were on our way back to our campsite and Umphreys was playing the side stage. Like they weren't even playing the main stage. And so it was late and like, you know, it was the first day there. And so we were all like having fun or like not definitely not ready to like close the party down. And so we like just kind of like wandered into the set and we were like way back up on the hill and it rained. And, um, and I know many people agree with me that Unfreezes in the Rain is like such a magical experience. <laughs> so I, I remember that was when I was like, that set was when I was like, whoa <laughs> like wow they're really fucking good um but then I didn't really start like really paying attention I would say until like early 2016 is when I started really paying attention um you know like not just going for the party like going for the music and um getting down <laughs> yeah that's that's what happened I was really into Mo and being from Buffalo like there's so much mo that happens around here and so my really good friend and i followed mo for like three or four years and saw so many shows and they're really the reason why i had even started hearing of umphreys mcgee and that's what would get me to to summer camp or mo down which i'd seen umphreys at mo down too and that was you know they were such a pivotal piece of it and then for sure. When I found out who they, like, that was it. I was just kind of like, okay, <laughs> I'm all in. So how do we be all in with this? <laughs> Here I am. Like, that totally was me. Like, I was, Pigeons playing ping pong was my favorite band. And then it was uh, Chuck Town Ball of 2016, I think it was. And, like, I had been saying, you know, like, Umpreez is, like, really good. Um, but it was, like, the last, they were encoring with Puppet String. And I just kind of looked at my friends. I was like, well, we're here now. <laughs> like, here we are. Somebody had called us like a, a group of um freaks, and so we were like, "Okay, I guess that's I guess that's what we are." <laughs> I'm totally okay with that title. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many shows have you seen? Um, do VIP sets count? I count them. <laughs> I count them because they're on on the. Uh, on all things Umphreys, so yeah, okay. So I guess, I guess it's the great debate, but I mean, you pay for a set of music, <laughs> right. so yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been to fifty-six, which is not a lot to you know a lot of people that have been seeing Umphreys for a while. But I can't, I never get tired of the faces that I get when I'm like, for people who don't know who Umphreys is, they're like, "You've seen them fifty-six times." <laughs> I'm like, "Yes," and I will see them fifty-six more. <laughs> That's always my favorite when it, people, I, regular people, I don't yeah. know, like people that don't do this kind of stuff, mm -hmm. the reaction that you get. And it's especially funny uh, when, well, when there still was public school um, and be it like pickups or whatever. And I'd meet other parents. And they're <laughs> like, you do what? <laughs> How many times? They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's and it's so just fun. like, okay, the conversation is done because you think I'm weird for loving a band. <laughs> I'm always like the the odd mom out anyways, though. <laughs> That's I saw I mean. these like different moms and then I'm like, 
the random weird mom. <laughs> yeah, girl, you own that odd mom out. <laughs> I'm totally okay with How it. How many shows have you seen? 74. So wow. 75 is hanging in the balance. Yeah. <laughs> Damn COVID. <laughs> For, well, the first night of Iceland was going to be number 75. It sucks, but I feel like it's going to it's going to be that much more now because not only is it 75, but it's going to be my first show back. Yeah. So it's It's going to be really awesome. (laughs) It's going to be really emotional. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So emotional. And I'm okay with it. I was reading about everybody that was emotional during the drive-in shows. Like I was emotional at home. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Like all of my friends were there and I was definitely getting emotional, like picturing myself, like wanting myself to be in the audience with them, like doing all my silly dance moves that I do. And like, (laughs) it's, it's good though to have that feeling again and that excitement of of the show and uh, you know, us talking and everybody else like getting together and doing the whole thing and yeah, like talking to your friends, like you're talking about, you know, a show, like they're yeah. doing real live music and stuff. So even though I wasn't able to be there, I was so happy that they were on stage and creating again. And I mean, boy, did we just get dumped on with a whole bunch of really awesome music. <laughs> I know it's incredible. I'm still like, absorbing everything that happened those the all four of those days it's just absolutely phenomenal and you could tell they were just so happy so happy (laughs) it just felt so good yeah yeah definitely for sure so how far have you traveled to see Umphreys what is the furthest you've gone um I would say probably summer camp would be the farthest that I've traveled to see them. Um, that's like 14, 15 hours from me. Um, but we would do it, you know, d- a couple days before the festival. Um, but the craziest thing that I've ever done to go see Umphreys was, I think I was sick. Like I had like the stomach flu or like food poisoning or something the night before. And I woke up, I was living with roommates that liked Umphreys as well. And I woke up and my friend and I had wanted to go see, they were doing their Florida run of 2017. And uh, so like back when they were doing it in the beginning of the year. And um, my friend and I wanted to go see the St. Augustine show because it was the closest to us. Um, It was 10 hours away. And so like I woke up and I was like, you know what, like I am not feeling that well, but let, fuck it, let's go. And so, like, he got off of work, and we jumped in the car, and we drove 10 hours for one night of music, and we, like, camped out. We picked up our friend in Charleston on the way. We camped out, and then we drove back home the next day. So, <laughs> I mean, so summer camp is the farthest for me, but, you know, you get a little bit of rest. Well, I guess you don't really get rest during summer camp. <laughs> but, like, you have a couple days there before you have to, like, turn around and come home, but... Um, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that sounds very similar to my Denver story. The first time that I went to Denver to see Humphreys in 2012, I had a friend who was living out there at the time and she was always trying to get me to come out and see live music with her. And 
she didn't have any kids, but you know, I have kids. So it was always like, nah, I really can't swing it. You know? So finally March of 2012, I was like, fuck it. I'm going. (laughs) So I got on the plane, hadn't been on a plane since I was like four years old, got on a plane, flew, like left Buffalo at 5 a.m., flew to Denver, hung out with her. She's a teacher, hung out with her, like after she got out of school and everything. The show was that night at the Fillmore. And then very early the next morning, she dropped me off at the airport (laughs) and I flew (laughs) home to Buffalo. I was in Denver for less than 24 hours and it was, it was nuts, but it was so much fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's just worth it to say, fuck it. I'm going like, I can't tell you how many times I've been on a run of tour and like, I wasn't planning on doing like the last day or like the last few days. And then like, I'll get to the last show that I'm planning on doing and I'm like, fuck it. And I'll book my hotel and I'll buy my ticket. I'm like, I'm just going like, fuck it. (laughs) We're already doing it. And the times that I haven't done that, I totally regretted it. That happened recently. I think it was 2019, (laughs) excuse me. And it was, what show did we do? I can't remember the show before it, but it was the Portland, Maine show the next day with the syncopated and we were gonna go like we were talking about going and we're like we're so close we can go and we're like no we got to get back because you know my husband's mom was watching the kids and this whole thing and blah 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 we get home and she's like oh you should have called I would have totally been okay with it and I'm just looking at him like And then they played that syncopated. I was like, ah. And then it doesn't matter. They played that there too, right? Yes. Yes. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) I was like, oh, we should have gone. We were like right by the exit and like could have gone this way, but we kept going to (laughs) Buffalo. I'm like, damn it. So that happened to me earlier this year. Actually, I went to uh, Penn's Peak um, because it's only three hours for me. Like I can make it there in one day. Um, And then the next night they were playing in Pittsburgh. And so I came home that night and I was like, I totally can drive to Pittsburgh tomorrow, like after I get off work. But I decided not to because of like money and just like time and stuff. And, um, and then they played, they debuted Red Room. (laughs) I was like, oh, why? God (laughs) damn it. The lesson here for anyone listening is. (laughs) Just do it. Just go. Just do it. There will always be more money and time is an illusion. So (laughs) something my grandfather always said is it's just money. You'll make more. So I've put that forth in everything I do. (laughs) For sure though. Like, especially now with not having anything, you're just like, Oh, I totally should have gone to that show. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. And I'm so easy to like, I'm so quick to like beat myself up about that stuff, but I'm like, it's in the past. Just like, don't think about it. You'll go to the next one. (laughs) There will be a next one, no matter what, Mm -hmm. what it is. We'll, we'll get there. What is your favorite venue to see Umphreys at? So I want to say the national in Richmond, just because I've seen so many shows there and Umphreys loves it there. They always pull the roof off that place. And I hope they eventually do three night runs there because that would be awesome. But the Tabernacle is also up there on the list for me because it's just so awesome. It was the first venue like that that I've ever been in that had that 
those acoustics and like the beautiful stained glass. And it was just like, you could feel the history being in that room. And then even like the um, umfreaks like chanting was like reverberating off the walls. It was just like, I have goosebumps talking about it now. It's just like, it was a, a magical place for sure. For sure. I love the the history of that building for sure. And then like when you're in there and you're looking around, you're like, this was legitimately a church. <laughs> like it's yeah, kind of like, holy shit. That's so <laughs> cool. Like that's amazing. And then Umphreys takes you to church when you're there. <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> we see what you did there, guys. <laughs> I love what, uh, White River in Indianapolis. That's oh, never been such there. It's such a great venue and it's such a good venue for kids because it's just like a giant lawn. Although they talked about ruining it and putting seats in, which I hope that they don't do because they would absolutely ruin it. It's awesome the way it is. So, but if you get the opportunity to see them there, it's, and they love it too. They played Bayless's birthday show there. Yeah. Um, you know, so they always have a great time there. Plus it's really close. It's in Indianapolis. So it's not far from a lot of their people and right. so kind of like a, a homecoming in a way. And for sure. it's, so, it's just so cool. It's like right in the city and it's, our hotel is like always right there. Like you could turn around and it's right there, which is <laughs> the best that you could just walk right to your hotel in two I minutes. Love I love that. I always try to plan out like how close my hotel is to the venue like can I walk there (laughs) for sure (laughs) and Indianapolis was such a cool city too like when we went and we experienced it and stuff like it was it was cool so I hope they play there again me too I've actually never been to Indiana it's on my bucket list to get there um I was going to go to the South Bend shows earlier this year but sadly that didn't happen (laughs) no sadly it will happen someday but (laughs) it will it will I'll hold on to those tickets just you know like man bull tickets you you just let me know and I can use them right (laughs) however it's same with my Iceland tickets however right you know however long it is I'm willing to I will wait it out (laughs) yeah for sure because it will happen it's just it's just gonna take a little bit of a little bit of time yeah that's also good because you don't have to worry about ticket buying tickets when it comes down to like going back to shows (laughs) for sure it's nice that we've already got some lockdown that we you know we know we're going to like because that's one thing that I like shamingly love about Upgrades like even though it's like stressful like I one of my favorite things is the rush of trying to get the pre-sale tickets like you're on there like half an hour before trying to get in there (laughs) and I definitely miss that (laughs) the ticket anxiety for sure is you you know you get like the sweaty pits and the palms are all like clammy and you're hitting refresh and it's (laughs) it's a fun feeling I don't know It totally is. <laughs> Things we do to ourselves to see live I know. music. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so share a way that Umphreys inspires you in your personal life. Well, for one, Umphreys is not only a group of very talented musicians, but they're also a group of really close-knit, awesome 
people. And not only just the members of the band, like the members of the crew and the members of the community, there's just like something super special about, you know, the connections that they have and the connections that they make with their fans and the connections that they have with each other. And honestly, seeing that live, like seeing that, that's something that I've never really seen or like experienced in my lifetime. Um, seeing that live definitely lights a fire up up under my ass. Um, <laughs> like I, throughout my life, I've always loved music and any, anything that I've tried to do or wanted to do. Um, I've always loved music, but I definitely always had a hard time trying to find somewhere that I fit in. And then as soon as I walk through the doors of an Umphreys show, I've never felt the need to even try to fit in. Like I've always just felt at home there. And I think that has a lot to do with the connections. Um, you know, like even as, if it's just as simple as like Bayless making eye contact with you, like I leave that room wanting to do so many things, like wanting to write so many things and like <laughs> I have so many ideas. So um, I would say that the connections that they make with each other and with their fans is definitely an inspiration to me. For sure. It's, I always talk about the, the community and, <clears throat> you know, how welcoming the community is and also the members of the band, how much they want to do what they can for their fans and the relationship that they have is, is very unique um, in any, in any sort of band situation you know, the, the fan interaction is very unique, but I think because to them, it's more than it, it's more than music, it's family. And so that's, sure. you know, they exuberant that too. They put that out there too. So. Definitely. Yeah. And that's super special to me. I hold that really close in my heart. Yeah, absolutely. That's, um, I, you know, I consider all, all these people, my family, you know, like you and, and every, all these other people in my life that are totally closer to me than <laughs> my own blood, some Absolutely. of my blood relatives <laughs> and the people that I have reached out to, um, when I have things going on in my life or, um, you know, just somebody to talk to, or I've helped out other friends if they needed something or, it's just, it's family. Right. And it's, it's weird. Almost these complete strangers, like coming together in a room over the love of this one band. And this almost complete stranger would love you more and not judge you than like almost your own mother would, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's, that is so true for me for uh, like the show the response that I've gotten and the uh, kind words and encouragement and that's super awesome. I'm so proud of you messages and things like that. Like that's not things that I get from my own family of origin. My family of origin sucks. <laughs> so, you know, they're not the kind of people that want to build you up. And so it was a little weird at first to be surrounded by people that just generally want to see you do awesome things and sure. encourage you and it's it's a nice feeling because everybody wants that you know a For sense sure. of belonging a sense of family a sense of community people that are like 
hey, I see you. You're awesome. <laughs> you know, like it's, we're getting that, that fulfillment too, not just the music, but getting that core humanness of yeah. that, that connection. I feel the same way um, with my blog. Like, you know, so many people saying like, great job, keep it up. Like, can't wait for the next one. You know, just like support from your friends is something that, you know, I've had, but not to this extent. And so it like, it almost made me like a whole different person, you know, like having that type of support. And especially with you, like finding you and you helping me out with everything. It's just been like a really crazy, amazing journey. Mm-hmm. It has been. That's my, uh, my favorite thing is the community. And when I tried to, again, the, the community too is, is interesting to explain to people that don't get it. And they're like, but your friends live all over the place. Like, how can they be your friends? It's like, but they are, (laughs) (laughs) but they are like, none of my friends live around me. Not people that I would like actually want to hang out with and spend time with. And like, I mean, I have a few friends here uh, where I live, but like nobody really knows who Umphreys is. And the only reason they know of them is because I talk about them so much. <laughs> so like all my Umphreys friends, you know, live in New York or in New Mexico or uh, Florida, you know, like I have friends. And that's another thing too, that's super special is that you have friends all over the country because of this one band. Yeah. Yeah. You have friends all over and that has then the cool thing too is it's it's allowed you to meet people outside of just who's in your immediate community mm-hmm. um the demographic of friends of people and background and ethnicities and all these other things has it's broadened because of this band and you know meeting these people from all different walks of life and that's been my favorite thing about this show is getting to meet and get to know better these people that are parents in different stages of their parenting um you know all different professions and been a fan for all different lengths of time and you know all of these different amazing people that are just on all these different journeys, but. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the people that I've met through Umphreys, just through following Umphreys are like, I'll always cherish those relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the greatest people that I've ever met. I've met yeah. through Umphreys. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I know there's a ton of people that would, would agree with that too, for sure. <laughs> so I have to, to ask what cover would you like to see Umphreys do that they haven't done yet uh, <laughs> I have a long list for sure <laughs> um, I've always thought that they would sound really good playing Witch Hunt by Rush um, or I would always love a slippery head or slippery people from Talking Heads too um, I think that I would probably say uh, Witch Hunt from Rush would be my number one, <laughs> my number one request. <laughs> that would be amazing. I think we'll, we should like tweet it or something, put it out there into the, 
into the interwebs and see. Yes. <laughs> Come on, guys. Somebody has to know at least a riff of this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Somebody does. Somebody does. Um, so something I like to ask um freaks is describe um in three words. Mm, that is a challenge <laughs> because you know there's so many words I could say <laughs> about um um let's say uh therapeutic mm, that's a good one like um, special like really special <laughs> um ooh, and incendiary ooh I like that. <laughs> have you ever seen nice. almost famous yes it's my favorite movie uh, he's like saying to the guitarist of the band he's like that riff that you did it was incendiary and like ever since I heard that I'm like Umphreys is totally incendiary. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's a great answer. <laughs> I, I love hearing everybody's different like responses and where they take it. My first reaction was to say like love or sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> because I, that is true. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about your blog, Malche Obliged. I'm telling you, ever since I found out that that's really the way that you say mulches, Malche, it makes me feel like almost uncomfortable. I don't know. Like, I know. I totally know what you mean because when I started out, and like I landed on the name, I definitely thought it was mulch. Um, and then as I was telling people about it, my one friend, Mac, um, he was like, I think it's pronounced mulches. And so I've been saying mulche, but I was never like, I was like in this kind of weird limbo of mulch and mulche. And then when they said that, it like confirmed it for me. So like up to, I mean, I've been doing the blog for two years <laughs> and um, I just now solidified the uh the pronunciation of the name <laughs> um I actually uh came up with the name uh Mulche Obliged uh because a while ago um when I was first discovering them and their mashups um I discovered in the puppet kitchen and I was like this is so cool them like mashing up two of their original songs they should do more of that um and I was like I was just like, Mulche Obliged would be really cool. Like, even though it's like two different songs, um, I feel like that would be cool. And plus the names are kind of similar. <laughs> um, and I remember I asked my roommate, I was just like, have they ever done that before? And he was like, no, but that would be pretty cool. And so then I made a Twitter handle of Mulche Obliged. And then it just kind of like morphed into this blog that I had the idea to do a couple years ago. I was toying around with it. I didn't really know what to do or I wasn't like super duper involved with the community yet. And um, I was like asking people around, I was like, I mean, if I were to do something like this, like, would you read it? Or like, you know, like, would it be like well received? And you know, like they were pretty much just my friends are like, hey, yeah, I would read that. Um, and so like after a while, I just kind of like sat myself down and I was like, okay, like, I don't even care if I get five reads of my blog. Like, I just want to 
talk about this band because what they are doing is incredible and more people should know about it. Um, so I started the first blog date that I, the first one that I put out was May 2nd of 2018. Um, and from there it's really grown. Then uh, thanks to you and <laughs> you helping me out and uh, sharing my stuff and, you know, putting the word out there. I'm super, super thankful for you doing that for me. Um, and also I've met just a bunch of people uh, that are like-minded and that read the blog and love the blog and give me uh, great feedback. Um, and so I'm really, really glad that I decided to actually do it two years ago, um, which is funny because I think that you started your project uh, two years ago too, right? Yeah. <laughs> a little actually, over two years ago. Yeah, actually it was the day before you started your blog, which is funny because I was going to start it on May 2nd because May 2nd is my dad's birthday. So I was thinking of... Oh. <clears throat> doing May 2nd and I was like you know I want to do Tuesdays like Tuesday just felt like a good day and so I went with May 1st so that's it's pretty funny that it was almost that same day but that we I had started on the, the same like the same time that they were birthed they're like little Umphreys twins I know that's the cool thing was that we didn't know each other at the time and we were just kind of creating our own, um, our own things. And because of those two things, and then, you know, running parallel in the community and doing these same things. And of course, social media, um, you know, we've able to talk and then now just grow and you're definitely my, my family now <laughs> for sure I mean we're bound to cross paths at some point doing what we were doing <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm so thankful that we did um and I'm also super thankful that you reached out to me I think it was like late last year um and you asked me if I wanted to help out and be a part of the show and I was like absolutely because that was totally my intention of doing the blog was, you know, just like getting the word out there and like maybe finding like-minded folks that would want to do that with me and help out and just, you know, create this kind of center of like Umphrey's news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you were saying, a CNN of Umphrey's. <laughs> for sure. And I think too, for me, and, and I get this from your blog too, is it's giving people um that sense of belonging when you're not at the show because <clears throat> yes. like me like how I mentioned I don't you know I don't have a lot of friends like-minded friends here um I'm the odd mom out you know so I know that there's other people that feel that way in their day-to-day mm -hmm. -day lives they don't have that community constantly and so that was you know a reason why I started doing this was to keep that community piece alive and highlighting everyone in it because you know yeah. you want to feel that camaraderie even on a random Tuesday when <laughs> you can't no, be at the show with your friends. Tuesdays have become 
one of my favorite days of the week. (laughs) 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 Because I mean, you, and you do such a great job of it too, just like keeping everybody updated and keeping everybody included. And you're not exclusive at all. Like you are totally open to so many ideas and so many people and the world just needs more people like you for sure. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm, I've always been about including you know, giving everyone their space to to tell their story and to include all the all the different pieces of the puzzle because it's such a colorful, interesting puzzle and all the pieces yeah. that are a part of it. So <laughs> I'm grateful to be able to to talk to people and listen to their stories and then bring it to everyone else. I'm 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 grateful that people love it at all and still like it and aren't completely sick of me yet. So (laughs) (laughs) same. (laughs) Thanks for still liking me guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's been, it's, it's seriously been amazing to, to not only meet these people, but to just, have people be into it it's yeah it's so cool and take part in it and you know listen every week and you know just like really enjoy it I think my favorite part too is like learning that there are people that are into it that deeply as I because it's something that I would listen to I would listen to all these nerdy things about the jam here or this tease from this or the last time they played that or whatever (laughs) dorky thing it is it's like all those people that actually care about this stuff do (laughs) a big thing for umphreys and like people who like umphreys is most of them really like the stats part of it and that's you know embarrassingly a reason why I love to go to shows is to like cross off that one that I've been chasing or you know I've seen like 16 Miami Virtues you know like you know I constantly check in on my stats because it's just something that I love I'm a huge dork about it yeah (laughs) and it's definitely refreshing to hear that other people are as well (laughs) absolutely (laughs) I'm not the only big nerd right now It always feels good to have people on your side. <laughs> Absolutely. hundred percent. So why don't you quickly let everyone know where we can find Malshay Obliged on social media and uh, the internet and such. Um, I have a Facebook page. It's called Malshay Obliged uh, Music Blog. So you can find me there. Um, it has my website on it. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Moshe Obliged um, or Twitter at Moshe Obliged is my name. I think my handle is Soar Uplift Jam if, you, if that's easier for you to find me on there. Um, but I, I try to post regularly at least twice a month. Um, sometimes life gets in the way, you know. <laughs> but yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I'll make sure to link everything so that if anybody isn't already reading this, they need to. And if you have a problem finding it, there's a link on my website, too, for the show um, that'll take you right to the blog, too. So if anybody has an issue finding it, you can go to the 
the podcast thing and it's there. So, <laughs> all right. So let's, uh, let's talk about, of course, you're here to talk about the blog and being a female um freak. Um, so let's talk about that first. Let's talk about being a female um freak for a minute. Uh, can you share maybe an experience of being a female um freak in a crowd full of dudes? <laughs> well it definitely makes you feel unique I guess is the word (laughs) um because there is not many uh, girls at all um and in some ways it's good because there's no lines for the bathroom (laughs) um but it's also kind of tedious, especially if you're like me and like a rail rider and, you know, you want to get there early and, um, get a good space for yourself. Um, you know, getting the drunk men that are trying to (laughs) take your rail spot or like trying to dance with you or something while you're trying to watch and listen to the music is definitely not my favorite part about going to an Umphrey show, (laughs) but it comes with, it's something that comes with, you know, the whole thing. Um, but I will say that I enjoy being a woman in the Umfreak community because I feel like it's, today is definitely different than a few years ago or many years ago with women. Um, but I also feel like sometimes my music taste and my views could be a little diminished because I am a woman. Um, and some people don't really take me too seriously, but then I'll actually like, open my mouth and like say something and they'll be like oh she actually knows what she's talking about and so like I do like surprising people and um when I was first um on Twitter I didn't have a picture of myself I didn't have my name on there it's just Mulshay Obliged and so a lot of people thought that I was a dude and so like when they would like actually find out that I was a girl they were like oh you're a girl (laughs) and I'm like yes (laughs) yes I am That's my favorite part too, is encountering other people that still diminish your musical knowledge because you're a female. Some, some people are like, hell yeah, like, this is awesome. I have, uh, it's funny. I think we were in the, at the tabby and there was this guy like sitting in front of us or whatever before the show. And he's just like talking to us and my husband, who is into Umphreys, but he's not into it the way that I am at all. And this guy is talking to him and talking about some jam from this year and this whole thing. And I start talking about it. And he's just not even paying attention to me. He's talking to my husband the whole time, even though I'm like having the conversation with him. And my husband's like, talk to her because I don't know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's for sure happened to me, too. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no. But yeah, it makes I me more. feel like a fucking badass. Right. <laughs> yeah, it makes it me, me feel, feel really good, too. <laughs> for sure. I feel the exact same way. I'm like, <laughs> no, I actually do know this. And then sometimes when you school that person who thought they knew more than you did. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I will say that when that has happened, it's 
not anybody it's usually like the rando dude at the show it's not anybody that's actually in the yeah. community because i've never once felt like that from yeah. any anybody in the band that i've ever talked to about music or anything has never made me feel oh she's a girl you know or any um any guy yeah. that i've ever had on my show or interviewed or anything no one has ever been like oh well she she doesn't know what she's talking about she's a girl so that's an awesome feeling of inclusion too that you don't get other places where a lot of times even not even music but sometimes just for having an opinion in general as a woman a lot of people just dismiss you so to have that piece of inclusion too within for the sure. community is awesome yeah for sure i will totally agree with you on that I have, I mean, like my close friends and people in the community that follow this band actively um, are always willing to have a conversation with me and like never make me feel an excluded or diminished or anything like that. It's definitely always like, you know, the stupid drunk guy that's like <laughs> trying to like wooing and like trying to steal your spot. And, like <laughs> it's definitely that guy. Like, Go away. Yeah. We don't even, we don't even like you anyways. Just get out of here. <laughs> but I think it's because the, the guys in this community, like, understand how awesome it is to have badass chicks around. <laughs> totally. And it kind of gives me confidence, too. Like, my buddy Cordell, he is is like a super rail dude like he likes to be up on the rail and so do I and so he like kind of taught me how to be not like super aggressive but like hold down my spot and like gave me the confidence to like hold down my spot and like not let anybody take my spot and you know so like I feel totally uplifted by as a woman by being a part of the community as well Mm-hmm. And another great thing, too, is the other women in this community, like you, and the, you know, the other women that I know, like my friend Julie, and my friend Aliana, and all these other amazing women that they're all about building each other up. And that's what we were talking about last night in the 100 Day thing, too, was that it was a group of women who were all about lifting each other up. And you know, you can do this, or I feel you on feeling this way or whatever. It's, I've never had that type of, that level of sisterhood ever in my life. It's always been about, um, yeah. it's always been about like fighting each other, drama or this or that. And that I don't see that within the women of this community either. It's very cool to, to have that as well. For sure. For sure. It's super, super amazing to have people that want to lift you up and build you up and don't want to tear you down. It's like that song that I keep talking to you about, the William Onyabor song. <laughs> I'm going to link that in the show notes. You should yes. go. Okay. <laughs> you should. <laughs> we'll link that it's song. It's called um, When the Going is Smooth and Good by William Onyabor. <laughs> Words to live by. <laughs> We'll definitely link that in there so everybody can rock out to that. <laughs> awesome. it, 
it was totally spot on though. So everybody listen to that. I found, right? <laughs> I actually found um, that song because of Upgrades. Um, because he, they had a, I think it was Atomic Bomb. They had a William Onyabor song on one of their playlists that they set out, um, let out when uh, the Black Lives Matter um, stuff was first happening. Um, and a William Onyabor song was on there. And um, I had listened to it. And then my one friend was like, you should listen to him. You should listen to him more. And so I did. And um, I found that song. And I listen to that song all the time. And just, I like totally jam out, have my own little dance party in my kitchen <laughs> to that song. That's the best. It's a great tune. I'm so glad you sent that to me. It's great. I'll make sure to, to add it so everybody else can listen to it too. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get Umphreys to like tease it in something sometime. We could. We definitely should. That'd be a fun time. <laughs> Even if it's just like a little tease somewhere, I think that would be. I'd actually like to change my answer. <laughs> change. <laughs> you said you wanted to change your cover choice. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I still want them to cover Witch Hunt, but <laughs> I'll change the answer. <laughs> nice. You could have two. They're, they're, they're two different ends. You could definitely have both because they would be able to do both. That's the great thing about them. <laughs> yes, totally, totally. <laughs> uh, my internet's being slow. Is it? Is it good on your end? Um, it's a little lagging, but um, it's not too bad. Okay. I just wanted to make sure it was definitely lagging there for a minute. I turned my Wi-Fi off, so I wanted to to make sure it was not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I just checked my phone to make sure it wasn't on my Because my Wi-Fi is not very good these days either. I feel like everybody's just having issues with their Wi-Fi and their cellular services and everybody's using it up right now especially now with school starting mm -hmm. it's, it's <laughs> everybody's putting such a strain on it and everything so it's just like I can't do it anymore <laughs> right it's too much my poor internet I, I turned the fan on before we started so <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> gotta turn the fan on make sure everything's good but I will say it's pretty funny that this is just karmic uh circumstance the way it works is that my internet was being the worst when I was on with Bayless but like with you it's just like so perfect it's like everything's working <laughs> that's just the way the world works man yeah. it was just so fitting though that that's the way it happened with Bayless it was just like here's my messy life Welcome right. to a Bayless. Welcome to my crazy house. <laughs> yeah. It was super cool that he could relate to that too. <laughs> For sure. It made me feel so much better too. And I think it was awesome to highlight his real life. Like everybody wants to talk about the rock star part of it, of course, but I'm all right. about the real. So <laughs> <Me too. laughs> especially now. We're, we're all like trying to navigate life. And even if you don't have kids, you're still trying to figure out what you're doing right now. And so I think it's, it's cool to actually show the 
truth of what's happening for all of us. <laughs> Absolutely. You're so right. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the big news. The big reason that you're here, of course, was to talk about all the other stuff, but we have a very awesome announcement that we want to share with everybody. So yeah. go ahead. Why don't you take the lead? <laughs> um, so <laughs> Sarah and I have been working, trying to figure out something that we could do together um, because, you know, you have the podcast and I have the blog and so we were really just trying to figure out something that we could do together um, surrounding Umphreys. So we came up, I think, with the idea to do a newsletter going out to everybody. And so since then, it's morphed into an electronic magazine um, named Conduit. <laughs> and um, do you want to tell why we named it that? <laughs> Well, um, we, you and I have, have talked about um, how our respective outlets are really us being um, a, the, a conduit um, in the literal sense, the definition of, of what that word means um, to, from Umphreys basically to the fans of bringing this, the community again, like we've been talking about and the music and all of those pieces is is basically being that connecting piece each of us to that so that's we kind of yeah. felt like that was perfect to name it that to you know give it give it that description because we feel that's you know what our goal is with this is to continue to kind of bring everything together and and bring this community closer together We are the conduits of Umphreem. Can you hear me still? Hold on. You froze for a second. Can you hear me still? Okay. Sorry. It, there it you paused. go. Nope. No, you're good. You did pause. I was like, no, she's talking. Okay. <laughs> we'll, edit. we'll edit that part out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the name is, um, and as I remember, as soon as I heard you say that name, I was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that is what we're doing. That's absolutely what this needs to be called. And then I'm still so beside myself on this, that uh, the first song that they played at Wrapped in the Round was Conduit. <laughs> I know, even like listening back to it the other day to work on it for the podcast, I was like, oh my God, they totally played this song. <laughs> I know. It's so awesome. I remember I was like having trouble getting my stream set up and everything. And then I just like heard that and I was like, <laughs> like I had to text you right away. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so perfect. So perfect. Well, I'm really excited to Which, bring this to everybody and, you know, see where it goes. I mean, I could never have predicted where the podcast has gone in two years and I'm sure you feel the same about the blog. So to have this come together and 
who knows <laughs> what is gonna to grow from it. I mean, you and I have tossed around a bajillion Absolutely. ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. I love um, bouncing ideas off of you all the time. Um, and it, it's just like, I mean, what a perfect time to start a project like this because we are lucky enough to be experiencing Umphreys in a whole new way. It's kind of like a whole new era of Umphreys. Mm -hmm. You know, they are grown men who have been touring for over oh, half of their lives. And then all of a sudden that's taken away from them. And so they're forced to be in, get in touch with their social media side, their technological side. And so we're seeing more, like a totally different viewpoint of Umphreys McGee. You know, we're seeing their personalities come out more. And so I just can't think of a per more perfect time than to start something like this and highlight the band and the whole big picture of Umphreys McGee. Yeah, and all the things that they're doing to hone their crafts now and you know what they're doing individually during this time and as a band and there's so many moving mechanisms of this that you know I think it's and it's going to be great for everybody to get all their information in one place too and yeah exactly about it <laughs> yeah yeah, so I'm excited about it. <laughs> I'm excited too. It's going to be very, very awesome. So anybody who's watching this when it airs is on the 15th. So this coming Friday, we'll be releasing some things on social media. So keep an eye out for that. And then information on how you can sign up and, and get your newsletter and stay in the loop of what's going on with this and our projects and all of the awesome things that are going to be happening. It's, it's so exciting. I'm, yeah. I'm super excited and I'm super excited to create with you and work on a project together finally and kind of grow everything together. I'm very, 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 very excited. It's going to be awesome. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to? I don't think so. We talked about a lot. <laughs> I could just talk for hours <laughs> with you. I know. I'm the Thank same you way. so much for having me on. This has been so fun. <laughs> it has been a lot of fun. It's, it's sad that it's taken this long to get you on here to actually make it happen and talk about the blog, but it was the perfect time because now we were able to yeah. debut the birth of our little um, freak baby. So <laughs> everything happens for a reason for sure. So absolutely. Definitely. Well, this, this is the time. <laughs> very excited. And if anybody is interested in, you know, and in being involved in some way or maybe including their, uh, their passion projects or something in, into what we're doing to get it out to the masses, you know, feel free to reach out to, to me or Leah. Um, we would love to yeah. highlight businesses in the community, whatever it is that, that you're doing, what you make, you do, 
whatever it is, we would love to to feature mm-hmm. you and in, in all of our ways that we can support those in our community. So absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been super awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's good to see you. <laughs> yes, you too. So that's everything I have for this week of the show. Thank you again to Leah for your time. I love you so much, girl. I'm super excited to see what's in store for us. You can find all sorts of links for anything that Leah and I may have referenced in the show notes, as well as where you can find Mulche Obliged Music Blog on social media and the interwebs. There are also links where you can check out past episodes, book your own conversation on the podcast, check out the brand new official Etsy store for the show where you'll find stickers and t-shirts. So be sure to check all of that out and also be sure to be on the lookout for information coming later this week about how you can sign up and make sure you get the very first issue of Conduit when it hits emails on Friday, September 25th. Super, super, super excited for everyone to get the first issue. Well, that's it. Thank you again for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.